You're tuned into another episode of the Fleet Flicker Show. We are your hosts. I am Fred. That is Dre. If you haven't noticed, we have our names on the little left-hand corner, um, so it's pretty obvious who's who. But we drop new episodes every Wednesday and Friday in the NFL season. At least we try to. Uh, try to hold us to it. So uh, make sure to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on social media at Flea Flicker Show. Dre, tell them what we got going on this week. Dude, this is a <clears throat> this is a week 17 recap show, baby. This is a, it's the second to last week of the freaking NFL season. We're already at the end, but this this week had some wild and crazy games that we're gonna get to, and it got it got ever so close to to giving us all of the playoff teams. But there's so many still active. Week 18 is gonna be awesome too. It's gonna be great. But before we get into that, we want to talk about some of the the teams that clinched or got eliminated from the playoffs. We're gonna hit up the NFL Hall of Fame finalists because that came out. We're going to hit up the college football playoffs. That's big news. Whether you liked it or not, we're going to talk about it. And uh, a few other notations in there, too. So I'm pretty pumped for this episode. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Uh, it was a, it was a fun weekend. Um, even though some of the results aren't what we would have liked, it was a fun weekend. Yeah, Fred, um, you had a bad yeah. week. Let's get into it. In football it kind in general. Of, kind of. I won, <laughs> I won our fantasy championship. So That's fair. That's fair. Um, you did have that something. By, I think it was 0.28 points that I won the fantasy championship, <laughs> which is pretty wild. Our record for this week turned out to be me, 10 and 6, you, 11 and 5. You're going, you're on fire in the finals, which is what you needed. Creeping. You're yeah. now only... You're only two games behind me now going into the last freaking week. So Yeah, I was six games behind three weeks ago or two weeks ago. Yeah, you're you're making the you're making the right picks to to finish it out. So it'll be fun to see what happens next week. But um let's hit up some of these teams that clinched the playoffs or just clinched different spots. So both of the number one seeds have been clinched. That was pretty wild. I don't I don't think that usually happens before the last week of the season, but the Ravens and the 49ers are the number one seeds. They're getting the playoff bye during the wild card week, so we're not going to see them until the divisional round. That'll be fun. We'll talk about if they're going to sit their players or not next week, but uh, the Chiefs, they locked themselves into the number three spot in the AFC. Uh, good for them. That They're very unimpressive, though. We'll, we'll, we'll get to them. The Brownies clinched the, I believe they clinched the number five seed um they at least clinched a playoff spot but i think they did clinch the number five seed it's good for them and then the rams also clinched a playoff spot they'll be either i think the sixth or seventh seed in the nfc so yeah those yeah. uh those teams that might be sitting their players are going to be very impactful yeah that's it's going to be really impactful for who they're playing as well because some of those teams that could be sitting players are playing teams that are still fighting to make yeah. the playoffs. yeah so, and we'll get into that yeah we'll get into that next week for sure um, but let's get into some other stuff. I want to hit up the Browns real quick. Um, this stat kind of threw me for a loop. Um, the Browns quarterback room right now has zero active players from their preseason quarterback squad. How crazy is that, man? That's insane. They had four players on the preseason squad. They had Deshaun Watson, who's on IR. They had Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's on IR. They had PJ Walker. No, no, sorry. They didn't have PJ Walker. PJ was on the Bears. They had um, Josh Dobbs. 
Josh Dobbs was on the Browns preseason squad and they traded him to the Cardinals. And then the fourth guy, I can't even remember his name, but he got cut. And uh, I thought that was crazy. Like zero of them made it through the, the season. How often do you get that? And they're a playoff squad. That's crazy. But yeah, Joe, Joe Flacco, Flacco is like playing like the greatest quarterback of all time right now. Like, yeah, I wanted to hit you with a, a, a question. I don't think this will happen. I don't think this will happen. That'd be absolutely insane if it did. But just just bear with me. If Joe Flacco somehow manages to get this Browns team to win the Super Bowl, I know that's crazy talk. But if they did, do you think Joe Flacco would have a case for the Hall of Fame? Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't think he had like, much. I'm of not a case. even. I'm not even like. There's no hesitation there. Like, yes, he would. Um, and he has a Super Bowl with the Ravens. Uh, he yeah. would now have one with the divisional rival Browns as. And coming in at how old is he? Like 37. I think he's 38. Yeah, like coming in at his age, uh, with his lack of mobility in today's NFL, <laughs> and just falling asleep on the sidelines. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> it's it's a pretty great story. And honestly, like if he won the Super Bowl, they're 1000% be a movie made about it. Uh, you're probably right. Wow. That'd be who would play Joe Flacco? That'd be interesting. Flacco. <laughs> Joe Flacco plays himself. Honestly, uh, I could see, I could see what's the guy from um, Shazam uh, who played Kurt Adam Warner. Warner. Oh, he played Kurt uh, Warner? Yeah. Uh, Levy, Levi. Uh, I think it's Le- I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, he, I think he'd be pretty decent. I think it looks kind of like him, but he already played Kurt Warner. So I don't know if you want yeah. to play another quarterback. And he kind of looks like Kurt Warner. But um, I don't know, you can find a guy. It's kind of just like a generic, generic white guy face. Yeah, pretty much. Just give him a beard with some salt and pepper. Yeah, <laughs> he's got it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Joe Flacco, great story. Um. Next, I want to hit up the NFL Hall of Fame finalists. The final fifteen were announced, and I just want to hit it up real quick. I know it's not nobody really cares too much, but the fifteen <laughs> guys. So Willie Anderson, Antonio Gates. He's obviously locked in uh andre johnson devin hester i hope he makes it julius peppers i think he's locked in eric allen the old man reggie wayne he could get in jared allen he could get in rodney harrison i mean any of these guys could get in realistically yeah. dwight freeney jahri evans the saints guard from back in the day uh tory holt i don't know why he's not in yet darren woodson fred taylor made it the jags old running back that one surprised me yeah, that's and uh, Patrick Willis, who should already be in, he was a monster. Um, but one notable miss from that group, no Steve Smith still. I don't understand. Steve, I don't Smith, Steve Smith, possibly the Steve greatest so panther receiver ever. He was so fun to watch. He was always a beast. And they're just, he, he's been a- available for two years and he hasn't made the finalist yet. I don't understand that. Wow. Yeah, I, I'd have to imagine at some point he's going to get in, but that's that's pretty surprising. Yeah, I mean, I guess because they have a bunch of receivers already, they decided to leave him out, but it's just crazy. Yeah. To, they got Andre Johnson, Torrey Holt, and Reggie Wayne ahead of him, I guess. It just, I just don't get that. I don't know. I guess I'm just a big Steve Smith fan. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it'll be interesting. Uh, a lot of all those names are definitely deserving of the spots they're in. Uh, so it'll be interesting who they who they take. I mean, there's a few in there that should, without a doubt, be in. Patrick Willis, uh, Antonio Gates, they should be a shoo in to yeah, get in. But uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, one one other note. Uh, 
I said Eric Allen. I think I think this could be Eric Allen's last year of eligibility, so they might try to push him through. But uh, but yeah, Hall of Fame. I think a lot of times too, they like to put in people that like star weapons for other Hall of Fame players. So like Hall of Fame quarterbacks, they like to put in their stars also in there. Peyton True. Manning being in the Hall of Fame, you might see some of his little running mates there, Dwight Green. Yeah, Reggie Wayne. You might see Reggie Wayne uh, because of that notoriety with Peyton Manning. I was so sure that they were going to put Reggie and Peyton in the same year. I, I was yeah. shocked when they didn't, because that would have been a that would have been a great storyline, having them both up on the podium talking, hugging it out and stuff with their gold jackets together. It's two two best buds. <clears throat> anyway, that's the Hall of Fame. I wanted to hit a Broncos note real quick. I feel like everyone has heard of this by now, but if you haven't, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson have hit a breaking point i believe <laughs> on this team um do you remember what the story that i sent to you was uh he's on instagram russell right wilson. yeah i, I think so up right now so uh broncos told russell wilson to adjust his contract or be benched uh wilson said after he helped the broncos to their first win over the chiefs since 2015 he was approached to adjust a salary guarantee in his contract and if he didn't he would be benched for the rest of the year this is crazy man first of all Russell Wilson, what a what a rise from last year because he was like the laughing stock of the NFL last year yeah. with all his commercials and his poor play and everything. And then this year, it's like Sean Payton comes in and just is a complete and utter asshole, <laughs> and Russell Wilson looking like the good guy bringing his stock back up. And now I think it's pretty sure that Russell Wilson is going to get cut by the Broncos in the offseason, which is going to be a shitload of money, dead cap money for the Broncos, yeah. by the way, because he has that huge contract still. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously still not done. He still has some off in the tank right now. Um He'll be interesting to see where him. it goes. Uh, so you, you, you got to imagine it's going to be a team that is pretty solid. It's just not set at QB. Um, do the Jets go after him with the fear that Rodgers might tear or something again? I don't know. Uh, I feel like the Vikings are going to go back to Cousins. Probably, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know who he would it's fit. Not, there's not um, too many options out there. Like, would no. the Falcons go for him? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, they're far enough down in the draft that they might not be in place for one of the top yeah. quarterbacks unless they trade up. So you could see them go for him. Honestly, that'd be a pretty good move for them. Uh, they'd probably be pretty pretty solid with Russ there. Yeah, I don't know. There's not At too many. better than Ritter. But the other thing I was going to say is Sean Payton. Do you think that with that news coming out, do you think there could be like an investigation into that? Like, is that illegal? Yeah. I feel like that's illegal. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like help. I feel like um, there's definitely going to be an investigation into it. Uh, at the very least, no free agent's going to want to sign with Denver. <laughs> like, no free agent's going to want to sign and say like, "Oh, I signed a hundred million dollar contract. Dope, awesome, fifty million guaranteed." And then two years down the road, your coach is saying, "All right, well, uh, we're going to need you to adjust that contract, or we're going to cut you." <laughs> It's like, um, are you serious? <laughs> Crazy, man. Sean it's uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, and for the organization, for Russ to know for two months that the organization was moving on from him, and then for them to send him out and say, go win this game, go get us to the playoffs. Like, the audacity. Like, he was still playing hard. Mm -hmm. But at that point, and it's just for his own pride and ego to 
in his prospects for next year if he knows that they're moving on from him. Like, yeah, and say what you will about wild. Russ, but this is like this is a probable Hall of Fame quarterback we're talking about yeah. too. This isn't just like a guy off the street that came in to start games, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like you mentioned Joe Flacco potentially being in the Hall of Fame earlier. It's not like Joe Flacco. Like Russ is probably a for sure Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's like, there's, I'd say there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Like he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback and, um, it's just wild for him to be like being treated the way he is. Yeah. This isn't the first time we've seen Sean Payton do questionable things either. Back when he was the Saints coach, he was known for doing dumb shit. He got suspended for a whole year due to the defensive, uh, targeting uh yeah. issues that were going on when when the saints defense knocked brett Favre out of the playoffs or whatever it was uh for money like <laughs> this is he's not literally a giving his players bonuses if they took guys out of the game yeah like that's some like you remember blitz the league yeah <laughs> blitz that was some blitz the league type shit and like you could literally do that and blitz the league if i'm not mistaken like you could say like if you were the coach uh of the team you could say injure this player and you're gonna get a bonus <laughs> And like, and like, that was a, like a million dollar book. That game was fucking awesome. Like you could, <laughs> just, you could shoot up steroids in the locker room. You'd come out and just be bawling your ass off. That game was breaking so arms. Much fun. So and much it, fun. I want. That's the one where it like zoomed in on their bone, like snapping and yes. stuff. Too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Fun. You could talk shit. You could start fights. Like that game was so much fun. There was also like a storyline outside of the gameplay. So like, you could go to the club and like get in a fight at the club if you were like playing like a my superstar type mode um and it was basically your journey of whether or not you're going to be like a like an enforcer and a fucking asshole in the league or you're going to be a superstar diva um, what a great game it's better it's, than madden so much. bring it back yeah for sure bring it back bring it back anyway we talked about peyton and russ for enough let's move um college football playoffs this is the big one all right i will say one one more thing i want to point out not about oh, yeah, yeah. Peyton, peyton and russ or anything like that this is while we're still on the topic of nfl going before we go to college you sent me that last week mm-hmm. um the afc the quarterback the quarterback carousel that is the afc there are only five quarterbacks playing right now that were starters at the beginning of the season yeah that's insane that's insane this was that's the wild. year of the quarterback injury yeah for sure we talked about um, it during the season there was like a five-week period where every week another starter was out for the season yeah it's insane and like it was almost lamar jackson too when uh that he tripped over that rough um I saw like a conspiracy thing where uh, it was like some stupid Instagram post where it was like a time guy did the ref time travel and uh, trip rest on purpose so that there would be two extra points because every time that a team plays the 49ers and they loot the 49ers lose the quarterback for that team that beat them gets injured for the season. Uh, so yeah, every loss that the 49ers have so far this year, the quarterback that they played has been injured for the season. Uh, yes. And they've also coincidentally had 17 points in each of their losses. So that's why the conspiracy was, did that ref travel back in time to trip Russ so that it wasn't 17 points, but they got the safety and it was two points extra. So it was 19 instead of 17. Holy crap. Mind blown. (laughs) Mind blown. I actually do have one more thing before we move to college football too. I forgot. I wanted to talk about coaches real quick, the hot seat real quick, real quick. So we've been talking about the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Um, I think there's a decent chance he's on his last last game, yeah. but he does. So I guess he needs 15 wins to pass Don Shula as the most winningest coach in NFL history. And, you know, he's also the GM of the Patriots, as we know. I think there is something to be said 
where you know he 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 he's brought the Patriots to so many winning seasons. I think there's a good chance he's actually gonna be back, and they're gonna give him like one more shot to get those wins. Did you see something? <laughs> he could get rough. Ooh, I hadn't thought of that. I feel like they're up there though. Like they might have like the second or third pick. Right? They're out there, but he wants to get those 15 wins. Does a rookie get you those? Um, could they sign fun. Russ for one season and have whatever rookie QB they do get be Russ's backup for a year? Because um, mm. say they don't get Caleb Williams or Drake May, say they get somebody else because they've tacked on a few wins here at the end of the year. So yeah, um, they might. I don't. Uh, Quinn Ewers is going back. Maybe they get Michael Penix Jr. I don't know. I think Michael Penix Jr. is going to be a stud. Um, I could see Bo but, Nick to the Pats. Yeah, you could see Bo Nix to the Pats. And if it's Bo Nix to the Pats, I'd say he's probably somebody that you're going to want to sit behind and learn a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I could see that. Older, I could see yeah. that. I could see that scenario though. I could see Russ for a year and then Nick Bo Nix behind him. I could see that. I, I would love to see Russ in the Bil- Bilicek system. I would love to see that. I think he could kill it. Yeah. Because they still want to win. They don't want to just wait and Very build true, around yeah. a quarterback. So um, I could see that happen. Yeah, I could too. Um, with the court, with the coaching um, carousel, though, I'm kind of starting to think that most of the head coaches on the hot seat are going to stick around and be safe because yep. they started winning at the end. Like Dennis Allen, the Saints head coach, I think he's safe now. Uh, Arthur Smith, the Falcons head coach, yeah, they're not great, but... Yeah. The the owner pretty much said that he's safe for one more year. Yeah, they'll Matt, probably give him another year. Yeah, Matt Eberflus but... for the Bears has pretty much saved his job with Justin Fields. The They're only one five, I think, since mm-hmm. their terrible start. Yeah, the the only one that is clearly not safe is Commanders Ron Rivera. I still think he's for sure getting fired. But that would only leave four head coach jobs open with the Panthers, the Raiders, Commanders, the Panthers, yeah. and the Commanders. And I got to think the Raiders. Uh, I kind of think they'll pro- they might stick with Pierce. I mean, he's, I think that's a good possibility. Yeah, I mean, and who knows? We could see an opening there in Denver as well, th- depending how things shake out. I was with gonna, John Payton. Yeah, I was going to mention that if there's like an investigation, he could be the next coach yeah. that the NFL because the NFL has been crack- cracking down on head coaches and owners even yeah. with uh, with not fucking around. So. Speaking of cracking down owners, did you see uh, the Panthers owner? Oh, toss, I wanted to mention that. Toss too, his drink about that. Toss his drink on the uh, he's a on the joke, fans. man. Yeah, it's a joke. He's a complete joke. I don't think he's gonna be the Panthers owner for like very long. He's, he's such a freaking yeah. And like, how so are you bad. throwing a tantrum? Your team has two wins on the season. Did you not expect them to lose? Yeah, and you fired all the coaching. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's so stupid. I'll touch on one that you you probably aren't touching on. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything comes of it this year. But going into next season. I think Nick Sirianni will be on the hot seat for the Eagles. Really? Um, because of the losing it, streak? It looks to be, it looks like last year he was just riding his coordinators. So it looks more like the offense was powered by Shane Steichen than it was from Nick Sirianni. Uh, and you can, see what, that, yeah. you can see what he's doing with the Colts right now with Gardner Minshew as his QB. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in, in his first year at coach, Nick Sirianni, uh, the team started out pretty poorly and then they ended up making a wild card that year, but they made it because he turned over the play calling duties to Shane. So he turned over the play calling to Shane, made the playoffs. And then last year, Shane had the play calling the entire season. So last year they were, they made the super. uh, And then this year, there's no Shane Steichen there. The offense is struggling. They have a first year coordinator in Brian, Brian Johnson, uh, who has gotten a little bit better recently at his play calling, but at the end of the day, it, just, it looks like Nick Sirianni is just relies on his coordinators and he doesn't do that much himself. Yeah, the D coordinator too, Gannon. I know you talked a lot of shit about him before. But hey, I would 
give so much to have Gannon back. <laughs> yeah, we could Patricia talk about this and... when we get to the Eagles game, but yeah, I, would, yeah. I would love to have Gannon back. Um, yeah, I think I think the Eagles are going to move on and find a new defensive coordinator next year. You might see them find a new offensive coordinator as well. I personally would love to see Frank Reich come back and be the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. That way it kind of gives them uh, – because he was the coordinator there when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And then yeah. I think they would they have choose to... to move on from Nick Sirianni, they could promote – Frank Reich, dad coach yeah. in that case. I, I think they would have to cope Frank Reich back. From what I read when he got canned, it seems like he just wants to retire, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we'll if see. the Eagles offered him a job, maybe he'd be like, eh, you know what? I'll go chase the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they this still, is running... still, they still have the personnel to do it. This is running really long. Let's get this going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do want to hit college football playoffs real quick, too. So, yeah. um, Listen, Michigan beats Alabama. I absolutely loved it. Bama fans are so annoying. They might be the most annoying fan base in college. Um, They always think they deserve the world. And I hate them all. I hate you, Alabama fans. So I I was so happy with Michigan. Um, And then Washington beat your team, Texas, which I loved because I don't care about any SEC team. Texas is going to SEC. Fuck them. But <laughs> yeah, Washington versus Michigan, that's what it should have been from the beginning. So I love it. Yeah, both games were good. Um, Alabama and Michigan went to overtime. Uh, Michigan rightfully won. And I I thought, I, excuse me, I thought Washington was going to win going into the game. Uh, I just thought they were a better team. Uh, Texas, I felt, makes too many mistakes on the year. They let too many teams back into games, and that's just what they did. They made too many mistakes in the game yesterday. I mean, they Washington was the most penalized team in college football, um, and they had two penalties on on them that game. And Texas had, I think, like fifteen. So uh, they got they got too many mistakes. Uh, they had a butt fumble. Um, it was, but it came down to the final play of the game. It was good. Mm-hmm. It's what you want to see in a college playoff game. Well, listen, notice both of the one loss teams lost. I really think that this just, just, just proves that Alabama shouldn't have even been there in the first place. I don't care what anyone says about FSU. I know 63 to three. Fuck y'all, man. They did. They, bench they started one player for their team. They started like one starter for the season. Yeah. And guess what? Georgia. Yeah. They benched a lot of their guys too, but guess what? All the top high school players go to Georgia. So their backups are like four star, five star guys. FSU, their backups are high school players that will not be playing after college. Probably like there's a big difference between those two teams backups. So yeah, 63 yeah. to three. Yeah. The, yeah, I mean, like, if you looked at, like, five, six years ago, FSU would be in that position where they had all the big stars. But because Georgia is coming off two back-to-back championships, they're getting all those stars because they want yeah. to get the national championship. They want to get the notoriety. They want to get the headline in the SAC. So, like, they want the draft position. Like, people know that they're going to get drafted if they're a starter at Georgia. Uh, so, they, they are getting all those players there. And right now, FSU is rebuilding their program, kind of, to a state where it's really good now. I mean, the last couple of years, they've been kind of trying to get to this point. Uh, and now they're here. Um, yeah, but they they probably should have been in the playoffs. Uh, like they lost sixty three to three, but they benched. I think fifty eight players sat and elected not to play. Because mm-hmm. um, it didn't mean anything. Split. Yeah, it didn't mean anything. Um, I mean, yeah, they can get a bowl win, but like FSU's got a million bowl wins. So uh, yeah. Yeah, especially next year's going to be don't want to get injured going into the draft or anything like that. So, but next yeah. year, twelve teams, that's going to be fun. Both both FSU and Georgia would have made it, so no one would have been bitching. And yeah. I really think FSU should have played Washington. I don't care what anyone said. Yeah, Washington probably would have. Let's be honest, but I I still think it could have been a good game. FSU has a great defense. Washington has a great offense. It would have been a battle. It would have been fun. Fuck y'all. Yeah. Hate y'all. 
Yeah, and uh, I think Texas, Texas and Michigan could have been great, great too. Uh, Texas has a good offense. Michigan has a great defense. Texas has um, a okay defense. Uh, they're good run run defense, but they're it's interesting. They're they're pass defense. They allowed more passing yards in the first half against Washington than they had in any game this season, which is pretty crazy. And I think it speaks more to Michael Penix Jr. Because mm. if you watched that game, I said it to you, like his receivers a lot of times were covered. They were there was good coverage on them and they weren't even looking for the ball. They were just sticking their hands out. And he was placing it straight in the bread basket. Yeah, it he was might have, it was un, unbelievable the, the throws that he was making. He he may have cemented like his status as a first round pick in that game. Oh, for sure. And it'll be fun and to see we'll what, see he, what does he does against, against Michigan, Michigan defense. Yeah, yeah. Should if be if he performs game. against Michigan because he's got a quick release too. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the next video. The the very last note I want to make because we got to get into these games. Um, Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if you saw. But he hired an NFL agent. So uh, that's very telling because I thought he might be going back to Michigan. But hiring an NFL agent, I feel yeah. like he's he's trying to make the leap back now at this point. Washington, maybe? Maybe, maybe. It'll be fun. Let's get into yeah. the game. Thursday night football. The Jets heading into Cleveland to take on the Brownies. Big game for the Browns. They needed this one to clinch the playoffs. And uh, yeah, they they pretty much dominated the Jets. It wasn't that great. They clinched the playoffs in a tumultuous season filled with injuries. I think that says a lot for Kevin Stefanski. And honestly, I think he should be in the conversation for coach of the year after this, after the comeback and the playoff make that, that they had. Yeah. Uh, Stefanski's got that team playing well. Uh, I mean, Joe Flacco, dude, coming out again, 300 plus yards against a really good pass defense. Uh, I mean, he's, he's doing phenomenal. Uh, and it's always a different guy each game. I mean, he had, Amari Cooper put up a historic game. This game, David Njoku put up 130 plus yards. Like he is just making guys show out. Um, I will say in this game, one thing that was pretty scary was uh, Elijah Moore when he mm. got hurt um, and he was making involuntary movements with his body. Uh, he was just laying mm. like kind of what you want to say motionless on the ground. And then his body was involuntary, like convulsing. Um, yeah. That that was kind of scary. He had like an instant brain injury. So he probably won't be playing yeah. the rest of the season. You used to see those injuries like relatively frequently before they started doing the all the head injury rules. So yeah. clearly that was a good thing for them to make that rule. But yeah, definitely scary. Elijah Moore was having a great game too which is unfortunate for him uh the browns i think they're going to be kind of a scary match in the playoffs they're playing very good right now they're, yeah they're it really depends who they match up against with but they are a scary matchup yeah and the jets are stinky so yeah <laughs> i even heard yeah. that the jets coach could be on the hot seat i doubt i don't know i doubt, I doubt but... robert salah's gonna be on the hot seat what's he supposed to do with the qb that he's given so yeah. like, I mean, their defense has been pretty solid most of the year when they have, when they're not on the field the entire game. Um, I want to see what he does with a real quarterback instead of just Zach Wilson for two fucking years. Yeah, so like, I agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. going to give him a shot with Rodgers for sure. I'd be, sh I'd be shocked if they fired. <clears throat> Let's move to Saturday game. We had one Saturday game and it was in Dallas, the Lions and the Cowboys. You, for some reason, picked the Cowboys in this one. It was disgusting. This was our game of the week, yeah. and you ended up winning it. It was a very important win for you, so I guess good for you. But uh, yeah, this one... But I should not have won it. Yeah, exactly. This one came to a bullshit call, in my opinion, at the end of the game. Um, I don't think it's just your opinion. I think objectively. When objectively, they show... it's the wrong call. The, the So though, for those that did not watch the game or have not heard, uh, going down to the wire, Lions scored a touchdown to Amon Ross and Brown. They went for two, went for the win over over the Cowboys and they secured it they got the they got the two-point conversion 
However, the ref called through a flag and said that the lineman did not report. But if you look at the replay, both offensive tackles go and report to the ref, stand there and speak to him. Um, so it, there's definitive proof that both linemen talked to him. And he said, oh, no, the one that didn't catch the ball is the one that reported to me. Um, there's some collusion on uh, in the works in Dallas. Uh, Jerry World wanted to uh, improve its undefeated record at home, like, 19 and 0 or something and uh they wanted to secure the division so the the refs for sure for sure paid off dude and this was a huge game for this for the freaking cowboys too man because i mean we'll get to the eagles later but the cowboys now most likely are going to have home field advantage for most of the playoffs because they're probably going to have the number two seed and that is absolutely crazy that's huge for them because they're way better at home. yeah i agree i agree um the lions though going for the two points instead of uh, going for overtime is kind of legendary. I love Dan Campbell so much. <laughs> um, I think that they, they after it was overturned, I think they should have gone for the, the field goal instead. But mm-hmm. um, I, and, then, the, and then there was a penalty and they still yeah. went for two. <laughs> yeah. After the penalty, I think they probably should have just gone for one at that point. But um, <laughs> hey, Dan Campbell does not care. So I love him. Um, CeeDee Lamb, of course, was nasty again. We talked about how nasty he is already. He um, oh, fuck CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> he guy. broke he broke Michael Irvin's franchise um, receiving yards and uh, reception in a season. Yeah. So he's freaking nasty. And uh, the only other thing I want to say, Jameson Williams is very fast. (laughs) I don't know if you saw his, his big catch. He is very fast. Yeah. Anyway, let's move to the big Sunday game. One of the big Sunday games in Baltimore, the dolphins and the Ravens. Uh, yeah, I thought this was going to be a lot closer. The Ravens won this 56 to 19, and they are like clear Super Bowl favorites at this point, I would say. that They took out the, the 49ers and the Dolphins in relative ease two weeks in a row. That's insane. Yeah, and I think at this point, there is zero chance that Lamar Jackson does not get MVP. If Lamar oh, Jackson God. does not get MVP, what the fuck is wrong with the NFL? <laughs> because, I mean... What what he's doing right now, he scored five TDs in this game, 321 yards. His supporting cast isn't very good in terms of receivers. Mm -hmm. Uh, He lost his best option in Mark Andrews. They're on like their – they've had running back (laughs) carousel all season with injuries. They're losing players left and right on defense and offense. Like he's just willing them to victories every single week, and he's performing out of his mind. Do you think Mark Andrews will be back for the uh, divisional round? I think he could be, right? That'd be interesting. That'd be exciting. Uh, if Mark Andrews is back, run a little two tight end set there with him and Likely. Yeah. That's scary. But yeah, I agree with you. Lamar Jackson is like the clear MVP at this point. I think this might be the best passing game I've ever seen from Lamar. He, like, he only he, had 21 passes. Which is crazy. But he was like just making all the right reads, perfect passes. He showed off his arm and like anyone that says he's just a running back at this point is clearly like an idiot. Because he's yeah. he's a really good quarterback. Yeah, and when he first started out, uh, you could kind of see like he relied on his legs a lot. For sure. Um, and he still does rely on his legs a bit, but um, now he's doing it to more so create plays and extend plays for his receivers instead of just taking off on his own, which I love yeah. to see it. His field vision has improved so much. Um, you can see how much he's improved as a quarterback. Yeah, I think Lamar is the perfect blue point or blueprint for uh, Justin Fields' career. Uh, Not just Justin Fields, perfect blueprint for any of those QBs, for for Fields, for Hurts. I mean, outside of the tush push, uh, they're pretty similar, but um, for Fields, for Hurts, for any guy coming out that is just a speed threat uh, and their arm is questionable, 
uh he's the blueprint for it uh yeah even like even bryce young I mean, he's not as fast. He doesn't have as good of an arm, but he's he's the blueprint for that too. So yeah, yeah. and for Anthony the Richardson. yeah, Anthony Richardson, that's a good one. Um, for the Dolphins though, this uh this was a disaster game. Like first of all, they got embarrassed, they got destroyed. Uh, Waddle and Mostert missed this game, so maybe that was part of the reason. But besides all of that, they lose Bradley Chubb, their star edge rusher, to an ACL injury, done for the year, possibly for the beginning of next, probably I would say for the beginning of next year, and uh, he was a huge part of their defense that was already seen as not like an up to par with the rest of the playoff field defense yeah so that's tough that's going to be a huge loss for the playoffs we'll see what happens with the bills next week for them if if that's going to really affect them but i i think it will i really think it will i think it will and we'll get into it but um we have some opinions on that game and how that'll go yeah um one last stat. Most games with a perfect passer rating in NFL history. Lamar Jackson is now tied with Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Kurt Warner, and Ben Roethlisberger. That is like the most surprising stat I think you've possibly given this season so far. <laughs> um, I would, If you told me to guess, to just name, what was it, five guys there? Yeah. Yeah, if you told me to name the fifth of that that quarterback group in terms of perfect QB rating, I would never have guessed Lamar Jackson. Never. <laughs> never in a million years. Like, quite the group to be with. Yeah. Yeah, he's making his Hall of Fame case for sure. We've talked about this enough, though. Let's move to Buffalo, the Patriots, and the Bills. It, actually, a close game. I thought the Pats were going to get smacked here. The Bills end up winning 27-21, to 21, but both offenses were horrible in this game. Absolute shit. Yeah, yeah. It makes uh, me the very Bills nervous. forced four turnovers. Um, it's another case of Josh Allen constantly playing down or up to his competition. So, yep. I mean, fortunately for him in the playoffs, it's all good teams, but... Um, <laughs> he he yeah he plays down to his competition because that offense had been looking good and uh for him to just have 169 yards in this game and 50 percent completion percentage not even a touchdown it, it's insane um it, it's a it's a very interesting situation and um i don't know what the hell he goes through his mind and why he does this these things to himself but yeah. i don't know he's always uh, keeping bills fans on the edge of their seats that's for sure yeah he's making them sweat uh he wants to see it he wants the storylines uh he wants people to question him but yeah bill's defense won this game razul douglas had a, a great game uh past turnovers were horrible um but the bills this is becoming very dangerous for them because next week i mean we'll talk we'll we'll just talk about it next week actually they, okay. they have a very dangerous game next week though uh let's move to chicago the windy city the falcons and the bears went off and uh, this was our poop game of the week. But it, it, I mean, it was kind of a poop game. You picked the Falcons and they got like kind of demolished yes. by the Bears. They did. They did. Um, Taylor Heineke, three interceptions. They're all fucking terrible interceptions, too. They weren't even like the defense made a good play. It, they were bad. Um, I, they need like a better quarterback coach or something. I don't even know what's happening. They need a better QB coach because I mean, Heineke looked fine last year with with Washington. Yeah. Um, and now he looks like absolute dick here for like he shouldn't be in the league right uh i mean tyson bajan looked better than him um literally but like uh justin fields is definitely improving uh improving as a passer this year and uh he's learning as well not to just take off with his legs every chance he gets Mm so uh, i think it's an important step for those players to to be able to to learn that understand that and um it's crazy that the leading receiver for the falcons was algier off of one play It's pretty bad. Ritter even came in and like immediately threw an interception. They're just yeah. terrible. Clearly need a new 
coach or Russ. quarterback. I mean, new quarterback coach, and they need Russ. Yeah, go get Russ. Um, I really think they might get Tannehill if uh, if the coach sticks around, and that's what like the fuck a mistake. Is he gonna do? That was a mistake waiting to happen. But uh, how is he going to be better? He won't. <laughs> he might do better than these two, but like not by a lot. <laughs> Art um, Smith is just going to try to replicate what was in uh, Tennessee when he was there, and literally, uh, I think that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Bijan is Derrick Henry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> I mean, if he uses like Derrick Henry, I'm fine with it. So <laughs> yeah, the for the Bears, uh, DJ Moore definitely a keeper. He's he's got a thousand yard season under his belt now. Which is surprising. I didn't see that coming from this team. Um, That's essentially the only person that Fields throws to. So um, Justin Fields is kind of trying to save his career with the Bears right now because they have the first overall pick locked in now, and they're going to take a very hard look at both Caleb Williams and Drake May. So Justin Fields... I mean, he's balling. He's doing his job, his part, and keeping the job. But I, I have no idea at this point if they're going to keep him. Or- I actually saw a hypothetical trade here, and um, like a couple, one of the communities I was in, where it was uh, the Falcons actually trade their first round pick. Uh, I think more than a first round pick, a couple picks for Justin Fields, uh, and then the Falcons mm-hmm. pick either Drake May or Caleb Williams, uh, and then choose somebody with their pick as well. And they have the Falcons pick, so they have three first round picks in that scenario. The Falcons get. Justin Fields and move forward. Falcons get Justin Fields and a first round quarterback. No, 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 no. They 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 give up their first round pick to the Bears, and the Bears would have then three first round picks. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Um, and then the Falcons just have a potential franchise QB in Fields, and then the Bears go a different direction with either Drake May or Caleb Williams. Is Fields worth a first round pick right now? He might be. He might be. Probably. Quarterbacks he's very are very young. He's yeah. very young. I mean, you got to imagine the first rounder, especially since the Falcons are mid first. I don't think that'd be a bad move for the Falcons. Fields could be very exciting for for that offense. I think it would work. I mean, uh, it'd be kind of like Vic again back in Atlanta. Ooh, Vic, Vic 2.0. Let's get yeah. it. Let's do it, Falcon. Him, I, I'd pick him over Russ for the Falcons. I like Russ for to the sure. Patriots, what you said earlier. I love that idea. <clears throat> Although I do like Drake May as a Patriot too, but. Anyway, let's move to Houston, the Titans, and the Texans. Huge game for the Texans as they're trying to make the playoffs. And uh, yeah, they did their part here. CJ Stroud came back in and showed why he should be in the playoffs. They just—I don't know if destroy. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say they destroyed the Titans. They didn't. The Titans yeah. had no shot. Yeah, the thing is, they were up twenty to three at halftime, uh, and really they were up twenty to zero because uh, the three points that the Titans got were with time expiring in the first half. So uh, they had command of this game early uh, and they just took the gas off the pedal in the second half. Uh, mm-hmm. Nico Collins like wasn't even targeted, which made me sweat in fantasy because I had him in the championship. But uh, CJ Stroud took it off the gas a little bit. They just mostly ran the ball a lot in the second half. So uh, yeah, I mean, they, they should be a playoff team, rightfully so. CJ Stroud is a great quarterback and I'd love to see the Texans win their division. Yeah, they got a fun week next week we'll talk about that later but yeah their defense is nasty in this game too will anderson had two sacks and that that gave him the texans rookie record with seven sacks and he's proven to be a really good first round pick they killed it with will anderson and cj stroud as the top picks they absolutely killed it crushed it did you say question or for sure crushed it crushed it oh no no neither of those things okay Yeah, hopefully we see him in the for the Titans. Their offense couldn't do anything. Will Levis got hurt again. He's probably not going to play next week. And Tannehill once again shows that he's got enough. Let's move right. to Indianapolis. The Raiders and the Colts put on a bit of a show in this one. You picked the Colts to win. 
I picked the Raiders. You got the win. They won 23-20. to Raiders didn't have Jacobs, Colts. I think Zach Moss didn't play, but they had uh, Jonathan Taylor, and he, he had a big game. Um, he was part of the reason for sure that the Colts won this. He got going, and the, the Colts are one win away from making the playoffs now with Gardner Minshew at the helm. With Gardner Minshew at the helm and one more win, they're, they're a 10-win team. That's um, crazy. Shane Steichen. That's right. Yeah, like I said, you could see that he was the reasoning reasoning behind the Philly offense the last two years. So um, huge, like he's a, he's a mad genius back there with his play calls. Like he's, if you look at him too, he looks kind of like unhinged. So <laughs> yeah, he really does. <laughs> um, the Raiders, they fought hard for Antonio Pierce, but they do get eliminated with this loss. I think they were pretty much going to get eliminated anyway, but yeah. I, I realize now I didn't go over the eliminated teams from the playoffs. I don't think uh, four teams got eliminated. I'm going to hit them real quick. The Raiders, the Bengals get eliminated. The Broncos got eliminated. And the Bears, of course, got eliminated. Let's move to Jacksonville. Our any given Sunday game of the week <laughs> was not an any given Sunday game. The Panthers taking on the Jags. Panthers could not do shit. Jaguars won 26 to nothing and it was a complete and utter domination all the way six sacks on Bryce Young as he he got just crushed all day long he was having a rough go of it he was just trying to stay alive Josh Allen for the Jags had three sacks on his own sets the Jaguars record with 16 and a half sacks Trevor Lawrence first ever missed game CJ Beathard was in this one getting the win he didn't look all that great but he didn't look no. bad he kept him alive in an easy win so yeah there's a yeah it was a, it was an easy win for the Jags they didn't perform incredibly well, but they didn't have to against the lowly Panthers. But um, one thing I'll, I'll uh, bring up in this game that like doesn't really matter at all. Uh, Tank Bisbee, Tank Bigsby, his name is no longer Tank Bigsby uh, in ESPN oh. or NFL. Uh, it's listed as Cartavius. Uh, so I'm guessing that was his first name, and Tank was just the nickname that he had. But he now is choosing to go by Cartavius. That's a wild name for one. Um. <laughs> uh, Tank I is liked, certainly cooler. I liked Tank, yeah. And That's interesting. For a running back, too. A running back named Tank, like, it fits. Yeah, for sure. Cartavius, though. Like... I feel like that's a really good one, too. He's just got two good names. He's got two good Car names. Cartavius Tank Bigsby. Yeah, keep them both, dude. Why not? That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, Trent CPN was doing work, though, the, the running back for the Jags. Yeah, yeah, yeah he always does he's a He's a good RB. Yeah, he is. His whole Fuck. problem is staying healthy. Fuck stick that drafted him didn't know how to do anything, though. But anyway, that's plenty from that game. Let's move to MetLife Stadium, the Rams and the Giants. Listen, we both thought the Rams were kind of going to dominate this game, but this came down to the wire. This was a really fun game. This might have, I think this was actually the first game all season that actually got me to jump up off the couch and like start yelling, which I don't do. Wow. I'm a pretty passive like football watcher. And it, this one got insane. Um, the Rams pulled it off. They won 26 to 25 and a much needed win to clinch the playoffs. The Giants, though, their defense was causing havoc for Stafford all day. He threw two pretty bad picks. Terod Taylor getting the start for the Giants looked better than anything the Giants have had all season, in my opinion, <laughs> which is yeah, it's a yard game. Yeah. And he was slinging it, too. Like he was taking shots downfield, which is the Giants were sorely missing for the past like five fucking years. Yeah, I mean he hit he won uh Wandale on a big catch. It was Darius right? Slate. Okay. He had a team. He hit Wandale on a big catch too though. You're probably yeah. we're probably just talking about different ones. Yeah, I'm gonna talk yeah. about that in a minute, but, but the <clears throat> the Giants they missed a field goal and a two-point attempt that could have easily won them this game. And the the play that I was out of my seat yelling 
was when Gunnar Oslewski, Oslewski, I don't know, some some Romanian name or something. <laughs> but uh, he was returning the punt for a touchdown, and it was the craziest play because he he catches the ball, he runs through people, and he gets hit, and it looks like he's down, and then he like just spins off and just takes off down the sideline, and I'm like, I like jumped out of my seat, I was like, oh, he's got <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it was like the most fun Giants game I think I've seen in forever, man. It was great. Yeah, it'll I be interesting it. next week when uh when I, my birds play your Giants because uh, Tyrod's playing well right now. So um, yeah, he is. And the Eagles are not playing. He well. played well in the second half against the Eagles too. So um, it should be interesting. But uh, I will say in this game, Tyron Williams again, dude, three TDs, eighty-seven yards. Like that dude's here to stay. He is good. Yes, sir. And the one thing I want to que- I have a question. Puka Nakua. So it seems like every week he's the top option. Um, is he phasing Cooper Cup out of the top option in, in LA? And is it now Puka? I, I don't know, man. Coop, Coop is getting up there. He's in his 30s, right? Um, I, I Maybe. Every week Puka is getting the targets. He's getting the yards. He's he's Stafford's favorite target when it's, when mm-hmm. it's crunch time. Like outside of like uh, a couple big plays where Cooper Cup was like left wide open. Uh, most of his production just isn't there because he's not getting the volume that he always got before. And now it's going to Puka. Yeah. And that's crazy. Just a few years after Cooper cup, was, was he the MVP in the Super Bowl or close to it? If he didn't get it, you know, I think he Stafford was, was the MVP. Yeah. That's he crazy. Good for the quarterback. I could see it though. Cause Puka is absolutely nasty. He was a great really- find. I got a stat for you for Puka. Actually. I don't know if you saw it yet, but Puka Nakua next week, he only needs 29 yards and four receptions to break two NFL rookie records. 29 yards, that's easy. Four catches, easy. I think he's breaking both of them next week. For rookie receptions and uh, rookie yards? And rookie receiving yards, yeah. I didn't write down who holds them right now, but... I think think receptions is Waddle. I think you're right. I I do remember seeing Waddle's name when I was looking at it. I think it's Waddle. Uh, I know Anquan Bolden was up there, but I think it's Waddle. Yeah. Yeah. I think Puka Nakua is breaking them both next week. They do have the 49ers, so maybe it could be difficult. Let me look right here. Yeah, it is Jalen Waddle. Um, Wild. uh, So the fifth spot is not even a receiver. It's a tight end. Most receptions as a rookie. It's a running back. A running back. Wow. And you should know this one. It's a Saquon? It's Saquon. Saquon (laughs) has the fifth most receptions as a rookie and he's a running back. He had 91 receptions in 2018. Yeah, before he got all those injuries. The exact same amount as Odell Beckham in his rookie year. He had a great rookie year too. He broke in real quick. Yeah, fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. I do. Yeah, move to the next. I do have quick trivia for you on this too. I know we're we're pushing the time real far right now, but but I like this trivia, so I'm gonna ask it anyway. So, <clears throat> Tarot Taylor, right? He had an 80 yard pass to Darius Slayton in this game. 55 of those yards were through the air, like air yards. That is the longest throw for the Giants since last week when Tarot Taylor had a big throw to Darius Slayton last before that what do you think the Giants longest throw was like what year do you think the Giants longest throw was before last week and this week from Tarot Taylor from not from Tarot Taylor like just for the Giants um 2020 close it was 2018 Eli Manning's last year with the Giants so basically this is telling me that Daniel Jones has a goddamn noodle arm or is afraid to throw down the field let's get him out of there Giants need a new quarterback 
that's a thing. Like all of your receivers are speed threats. Mm-hmm. Why are you not stretching the field to them? And Terod Taylor is finally breaking them out. Like what the, f- it's so sad. Like, give me yeah. somebody that can throw the damn ball. All right. Yeah. We got to move. Let's move to Philly. The Cardinals and the Eagles horrible game for Philly. Yeah. Philly. It was a, it was a rough game. Um, I mean, the offense still did its part. Uh, the offense put up, I think, 24 points. And then we had a pick six. But uh, the offense looked okay until they got to a situation where their offensive coordinator made like, the what the fuck are you doing calls again. Um, so Eagles are winning. It's like four minutes left in the game. And he decided on their own side of the field that he's going to run two quarterback draws and a bubble screen to Kenneth Gainwell. Um, wow. Also, for adding, adding uh, injury to that is – on that play, he had Devonta Smith, all like 170 pounds wet of him, blocking for him, blocking for Kenneth Gainwell on the bubble screen, and he got hurt. So, uh, yeah, it was not good. We we lost to the Arizona Cardinals. We gave up 450 yards to the Arizona Cardinals. That three wins on the season. Not great. Yeah, I not think great. this was I think this was the biggest upset, clearly of the week, but it might have been the biggest upset of the whole year. To be to be honest, I think it I think it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, and um, I mentioned earlier, I think Nick Sirianni uh, is on the hot seat, and I think that this game puts him on the hot seat going the next season. He's going to go in the next season as the head coach. There's no way he's not. Um, I mean, he has the Eagles at two 10 plus win seasons. He has the Eagles in the playoffs three years in a row. Um, but they did cut ties with Doug Peterson after he won us our Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. uh, Laurie is not afraid to cut somebody if he feels like they're going in the wrong direction. So I think going the next season, Nick Sirianni will be on the hot seat. I have no confidence in the Eagles right now going to the playoffs. Granted, they could get really hot. Yeah. They this could. Was a... But I just don't have confidence for them going to the playoffs, being on the road. If they were at home, sure, I, I would think, yeah, they can steal a couple wins, but they'd probably still end up losing to the 49ers. But now that they're going to be on the road, likely as a wild card, unless Dallas for some reason loses to the Commanders, um, uh, I don't have any faith in them this, in the postseason. Yeah, most this was, of the defense. I don't have faith in the defense. I mean, they just got dropped thirty-five on by the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, this was Nick Sirianni uh, playing against his former coordinator too, Jonathan Gannon, getting the best of him. Yeah, yeah. pretty wild. I will and say, I, I feel like Gannon was playing mind games with Sirianni when he kicked an onside kick with like four or five minutes left in the game. <laughs> Five minutes left in the game, kicking onside kick. Uh, and that's when the offense ran those those plays I just mentioned with the two QB draws and the bubble screen. I feel like he was playing games with them and like, oh, I know how you work. I know how you're gonna what you're gonna do. Like, I'm gonna do this for you, and then you're gonna look like a fucking idiot. So um I, I like to lose to pew pew pew. Like, come on, man. Come <laughs> it on. was fun seeing Julio Jones get a couple of touchdowns. It was fun. It was fun. He uh, he looked pretty good. And honestly, like Julio Jones doing something going to the playoffs, like they still have like him becoming an option in the offense. I still have confidence that the confidence that the offense can score on teams in the playoffs. The offense can do something. When when he fu- when he caught the, the first defense, touchdown, yeah. I, I literally didn't know who it was. I forgot Julio Jones was <laughs> on the team. I was like, who is this tight end Jones? What? <laughs> he's big, dude. He's huge. <laughs> he's huge. He's bigger, definitely bigger than he was when he played. Uh, I would say four. so. Yeah. Like he's definitely so packed sure. on some size since he was in the league last, and uh, like he looks like a tight end out there. He's mm-hmm. a large man, but um, they should be thrown to him all the time in the fucking red zone, man. Seriously, like he's got wide receiver skill set, but he's as big as a tight end now. Like throw to him every time down there. Like yeah. you have him and AJ Brown. Him, you have AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard, and now a massive Julio Jones is built like fucking Megatron right now. So like, 
Yeah. Go to them in the red zone. Like, what are you yeah, doing? I mean, they should be scoring every time they get into the red zone. Yeah. Plus, um, you got the tush push. Plus the tush push. Uh, Sydney Brown had a fun pick. Pick six, 99 yards. I saw that happen live, and I was like, he has the long hair, too. I didn't realize. Yeah. I didn't even know who he was. Was Sydney he Brown's sweet? He's a he's a rookie. He's a rookie. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna ask if they traded for him because he looks like a player that used to be on the Bills. I don't remember. Who, I don't know who I'm talking about, but that's what uh, I thought. Bills always seem like, to find guys, guy? but no, he's a rookie out of Illinois. Um, okay. I think he was a fifth round pick. Uh, but he's he's good. I like him. He's a hard hitter. He can like he can lay the hit stick, um, hmm. which is fun to watch. So I like seeing that in a safety. Um, being a Brian Dawkins guy my whole life, I love seeing. Guy yeah, that can lay the hit stick. So, um, is that why you're it's, fun. it's part of it, dude? Brian, like, just the, the tenacity that the Eagles had with like Lito Shepard, Brian Dawkins, uh, like that, those, those teams were so much fun. Yeah, true. Brian Dawkins was nuts. He was a nutcase. Um, one last thing I want about this game Devontae Smith was on crutches wearing a boot after the game. Uh, they did say that it was like a, like a medium sprain or something. So, I imagine I think he'll probably okay. say against the Giants. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I would think so too. They should. Yeah. I mean, they're going in the playoffs. They don't want to risk. They go into the playoffs, and it's very unlikely that they would get not a wild card. So um, they should sit him. Um, and the way Julio Jones looked look, look this week, they could potentially not even need it, need Devonta Smith. So True. at least this week. you got anything else for this game, man? I don't. I don't. Other than just I don't have confidence in the Eagles. Yeah. All right. Let's move to Tampa Bay, the Saints and the Buccaneers. Uh, I thought the Bucks were going to steamroll, man. I really did. They looked bad in this game. The Saints took it twenty-three to thirteen. The Bucks fucked up letting the Saints stay alive, man. They could have ended them. Um and they could have clinched yeah. vision if they won. Now yeah, I mean and the stat the final score does not show what the game actually was. The Saints dominated this game. Yeah, they um, did. The Saints dominated this game. It took two touchdowns in the fourth quarter for the Buccaneers to really do much. Um yep. the Saints looked like the better team this game, which is crazy because they've been so off and on every single week but um yeah yeah i think this this win really saved dennis allen's job because i think before this if they got manhandled by the bucks i think dennis allen would have got canned but yeah. uh but now it's like oh well maybe we can trust them the saints defense though that's the whole reason they won their defense was Facts. absolutely handling the buccaneers offense and baker mayfield couldn't get anything moving he was getting hit all day the O-line was getting annihilated. It was bad. And I played Kevin in, in our championship this week, and he had Rashad White. And for at least the first half of that game, he had zero points. So, like... He didn't do anything. Yeah. It was... uh The Saints defense came to play on, on the road. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the offseason. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens with this division and who's actually going to win it. But uh, I still think that's going to be the only team that makes the playoffs from this division. Um, yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what happens this offseason with Godwin and Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans is either going to do one or two things. I think he's either going to stay in Tampa or he's going to the Chiefs. I could see that. Um, yeah, I could see that. For the Saints, um, Juwan Johnson, after being like nowhere all year, finally goes off for the Saints. He looked really good in this game. Um, they should have yeah. clearly been throwing to him all year. Um, and Elvin Kamara got hurt again, uh, which leaves the situation murky for the Saints. Yeah, Elvin Kamara really lost me the number three spot in the playoffs, but it didn't matter that much anyway, whatever. Yeah, I think he could be on his way out. I don't know what his contract is like for the Saints, but he's starting to look like an old running back. Again, so. Yeah, that's interesting. I traded... Uh... 
I traded their rookie running back in in dynasty. So yeah, the Bucks I think still are going to make the playoffs. They got the they got the Panthers next week. So barring a loss to the worst team in the league, uh, they'll be in the playoffs. So yeah, let's move to DC, the capital, the 49ers and the commanders. This went how we thought it would basically. The 49ers won 27 to 10. Purdy had a good comeback game setting 49ers records. Uh, 4,280 yards is a new record for the 49ers. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. It was surprising. Surprising. Brock Purdy in his first year as the main starter takes out all of their legendary quarterbacks. Yeah, um, that's wild. Yeah. Exactly. This game was actually really close. Uh, in the first half, it was 13 to 10 at halftime. So uh, I know I know some fans were sweating, definitely. Um, but uh, second half, four Niners did what they people thought they were going to do when they took the win. Um, one thing to note is CMC did get injured in this game. Calf injury. Calf injury. They said it's not that much, but it's enough to where um, they're sitting him next week. I mean, they they secured the the number one spot, but they said they were sitting him before they even secured the spot. So mm-hmm. um, if well, they because if, if they if they were sitting him before they even knew the outcome of the Eagles game, yeah, uh, not they, great. They, that that's not a good sign. He will get two weeks to rest, so that is very helpful. And let's hope that he's back healthy because he's a huge part of this offense. Um, but to be fair, I don't hope he's back healthy. Up the 49ers lose. To to be fair, uh, the backup running back Eli Mitchell looked damn good in this game when he got a shot. So well, he was really good as a started before cmc came so mm-hmm. uh it's just that offense the running backs are always solid yeah. um yeah. and uh, yeah commanders are poop sam howell threw a lot of bad picks he's it's apparently doesn't want to be a starting quarterback anymore i don't know. let's uh <laughs> let's move to seattle the steelers and the seahawks this game was a little surprising to me uh kenny pickett uh didn't get the start uh Apparently, Mason Rudolph is now starting over Kenny Pickett, so that's pretty interesting. But yeah, yeah the Steelers... I think they said that um, if Kenny Pickett is good to go this week, they're still going to go with Rudolph. Yep, which makes sense because he looked really good in this game. The Steelers, um, they won 30-23, to 23, and Mason Rudolph is, like, in my opinion, clearly better for this offense than Pickett has been all year. Um, George Pickens, Pickens had a very good up. game. Uh, Deontay Johnson had a good game. Like, yep. he's using the two receivers. Uh, like, with Pickett, it was one or the other. Um but he's using both of them, uh, which can't believe we're seeing, we're seeing that Mason Rudolph is getting the most out of this offense. But uh, yeah. hey, it's a weird year. It is what it is. But do you think this means that there's going to be a quarterback controversy between the two next year? Rudolph first no. picket? No. No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no. I don't think that uh, it'll be a QB controversy. Um, I think Rudolph has secured the ba- primary backup role, mm-hmm. uh, but they'll probably still go with Pickett. They used a high pick on Pickett. They have more invested in him. Yeah. They're going to use him. I agree that Rudolph would be the backup. I do. I could see them bringing in another quarterback to compete with Pickett, though, possibly. I got definitely getting rid of Trubisky, I'll tell you that much. Definitely getting rid of Trubisky, but they could draft <laughs> a QB in like the second or third. Yeah, I could see that. Um, anyway, the Steelers and Tomlin still don't have a losing season. 17 years now with a w- winning record, even though hey. Steelers fans like to talk shit about him. Uh, yeah, he's clearly a good coach. Sure, they've clearly. only won one Super Bowl, but hell, what team hasn't won, has won multiple Super Bowls in that span? The Patriots other, and the Chiefs? Other than the Patriots. And yeah, the Chiefs. There you go. I think that might the be Giants. it. Did, fuck me. Yeah, the Giants. <laughs> I forget. 17 seasons is a long time. So yeah, the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, Najee Harris has been coming out at the end of the year tier two. So 122 yards and a TD for him this game. Uh, he looked pretty solid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're finally. Actually look like a decent team right now. 
They're finally getting going, and I think they have a legitimate shot at making the playoffs now, too. Because, listen, if the Bills lose to the Dolphins, all the Steelers have to do is win, and they're in, which might be a tough win. We'll get to that next week, but yeah. (laughs) It'll be fun. The Seahawks, they screw themselves. They really needed to win this game. And now it looks like they have a very good chance at missing the playoffs because they lose to the Steelers here. So, yeah. and this was with, in, with the 12th man in attendance. So I don't know their mistakes. They really just lost them the game here. It was, it yeah, was bad. Gino didn't have a great game. He had a couple turnovers and he, uh, he had some poor decisions. Yeah. These are the 4 PM games that we're finally getting into, by the way. So we got to move. So let's move to Denver, the chargers and the Broncos. Uh, who gives a fuck about this game? We'll the Broncos, over this real quick. Broncos won. And that's really all that needs to be said because the chargers suck. Bing, bang, boom. Khalil Mack got a 16th sack career high. Now has 101.5 career sacks. Boom, bang, boom. Let's move to Kansas city, the Bengals and the chiefs, the chiefs win 25 to 17, but they don't look good doing it um harrison butker wins them the game basically the defense is okay rasheed rice and pacheco are the only ones moving the ball bengals get eliminated see you next year yeah not too much to talk about here patrick mahomes mediocre game uh 245 yards one td uh most of his yards to rashi rice uh travis kelsey really bad game you could see retirement for him at the end of the season uh go off into the sunset with taylor swift and have some little athlete babies but uh jake browning did not look good um yeah proves that he is what he thought he was he's a backup quarterback joe burrow is the saving grace for the Bengals, and the Bengals got eliminated this week do you, you, do you think travis kelsey will make a retirement video with like holding taylor swift's hands and literally walking into the sunset <laughs> i hope so i hope that'd, that'd be <laughs> so, so funny. funny and then like at the end you see you see jason kelsey like trying to catch up as he also is retiring <laughs> I hope not. I hope Jason comes back. I think he's retiring, man. And he's still performing at a very high level, too. Um, I don't know. Um, he could do what Fletcher Cox did, where he just took, like, year by year by year by year for, like, the last five years of his career. Um, but it, it, it's tough. Uh, it could go either way, I think. Yeah. It really depends what happens for the Eagles in the playoffs because he wants another Super Bowl. But True, true. Let's move to Minnesota. Sunday night football, the Packers and the Vikings. Uh, yeah, the Vikings made a terrible mis- mistake starting Jared Hall over Nick Mullins, in my humble opinion, because he looked horrible. And Nick Mullins replaced him in the late in the third quarter, I believe, and uh, was clearly an upgrade through a touchdown, uh, but it was way too late. And the Packers took it 33-10. to 10. You picked the Packers. I thought about switching to the Packers after they said Jared Hall was starting. I didn't, and uh, clearly I should have. That was a mistake on my part. But uh, yeah. Jordan Love, good game. He was thrown to like a bunch of nobodies after Jaden Reed went down too. Yeah, Jaden Reed is phenomenal, um, and but he seems to be very injury prone. Uh, he's very yeah. small, so but he is very good. Um, Jordan Love, though, his stats are like completely on par with the first season for Aaron Rodgers. So I think it's safe to say that the Packers have another franchise quarterback. Wasn't wasn't Aaron Rodgers' stats like? almost identical to Brett Favre's when he was young too. I think so. Like the yardage is like the yardage through 17 games is like within like it's less than 100 yards different. Uh, I'm starting I'm starting to think that the Packers are like performing blood sacrifice rituals to like Satan or something to get possible. <laughs> to get these quarterbacks cuz it doesn't it's make possible. sense. What other yeah, team uh, has this kind of luck with quarterback? Yeah. Uh, like it's not identical like it's the same too. coach or anything like that either. And they're putting up the exact same stats, uh, <laughs> like same TD to interception ratios, same amount of yards, uh, like the same amount of wins even for the team. So like, I don't know, it's, it's pretty crazy. Oh. Uh, 
And I know our buddy Mike was trashing on uh trashing on Jordan Love, saying he doesn't think that he's gonna be the future, but I think he might be wrong. That's that's the same thing that people <laughs> were saying when Aaron Rodgers got his first season as a starter, though, too, because he was looking yeah. kind of bad for a while before he turned it around. So basically, what I'm getting out of this is that Jordan Love is gonna be the Packers quarterback for the next like 17 years. He's gonna win one Super Bowl in that time, maybe versus the Steelers. I don't know. But uh, yeah, and then they're going to draft another first-round quarterback as Jordan Love approaches his old 30s when they should behind be drafting a receiver. <laughs> they still won't draft any receivers in the first round. The they're entire draft time. Jack. What? They're going to draft Jack. Jack. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, I'd be rooting <laughs> for him. So anyone that the Packers draft is going to turn into a legend and a Hall of Famer right. that wins one Super Bowl. So. Yeah, just imagine it. Little baby Jack. Future, he's like 20 years old. He's got like a mullet flowing out the back of, of his hat, helmet. Like, got that I'd flow. Be a Packers fan. Yeah, got I my mustache. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine you in a Packers jersey, but that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, basically, we can also guarantee that Jordan Love will be playing for the Jets at age 37 as well. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Will yeah. Will Aaron Rodgers be traded to the Vikings in the offseason? That's another thing to think about. Another if, one, yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh anyway this uh this wraps it up uh, yeah that's a wrap on another episode and again like always best way to support our show is leaving a rating or review on all platforms you listen on and of course by liking the show uh make sure you subscribe on youtube at flea flicker show listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and of course follow us on all social media at flea flicker show thank you flea flicker nation for tuning in until next time peace peace, peace.